Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Monday, March 2nd, 2015. Dear Lord, I was reading about Rick and Kay Warren's son who committed suicide. Life is just so hard. It is astonishing how much pain there is, and it keeps on until heaven. And if you're called to minister, you must experience pain or you can't minister. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself lest you grow weary and discouraged in your souls. I want to comment on just Katie's reflection on Rick and Kay Warren's suffering. One of the things that I observed with Katie is the longer she went with cancer, the softer her heart became towards other people who were suffering. And it doesn't happen that way in everyone. You all know this who are listening to this podcast that oftentimes when we go through difficulties, our hearts become harder towards God or towards other people. But it doesn't have to happen that way either. For those who know Jesus Christ as Lord and who are able to accept the hard times that God brings your way, it can bring about a softening of your own heart, not only towards God, but towards other people who are suffering around you. And that's something that I saw very remarkably in Katie the longer she lived with cancer, the more sensitive she became towards people who were suffering around her. She goes on to write on Tuesday, March 3rd, 2015, Dear Lord, I am so thankful for my new room arrangement. I've already done so much better with my time. It's such a retreat up here, and I love my new chairs. They help me get out of bed, which is good for my back. I love this glider rocker. Last night, I even spent an hour reading Plutarch. It was fascinating. I have to pause and comment on a couple of things. Uh, One, the chairs that we purchased, we still have. We had gone to a furniture store in Tuscola probably two days before and picked up a new office chair to go with a desk that we had moved right beside our bed so that Katie could get out of bed and sit at a desk. And then we had bought a glider rocker where she could sit in our bedroom and just not have to stay in bed quite so long. It does give you a feel, by the way, for how difficult it was for her just mobility-wise during this phase of her cancer treatment. She was finding it very difficult to get up and down the stairs. It would exhaust her. And so We had rearranged our room and brought in a desk and a couple of chairs to try to make it suitable for her, and she loved it, loved it so much that she spent an hour sitting up in her glider rocker reading Plutarch, and you did hear that right. She was reading Plutarch's Lives of the Noble Grecians and Romans, and a bit of Hubbard family lore is that we own a copy or a set of the great books of the Western world, and Katie and I were 
both kind of on our own pace, trying to read through their 10-year plan. It's not reading all of the books in the 54-volume set, but selections from them, and Plutarch was uh, one of the selections. And Katie was a history major, for those of you who don't know, so reading Plutarch's lives was fascinating for her. She also read from Streams in the Desert, a devotional that she read through regularly, and she writes out the verse, the meditation from that day, Mark 9, 26, the spirit shrieked, convulsing him violently, and came out, and then just writes out from that Streams in the Desert devotional, evil never surrenders its grasp without a tremendous fight. We never arrive at any spiritual inheritance through the enjoyment of a picnic, but always through the fierce conflicts of the battlefield. Satan is not put to flight by our courteous request. And then she goes on to write out Mark 9, verse 12, And how is it written concerning the Son of Man that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? And verse 29, But he said to them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. I'll mention again something I noticed, noted in the previous episode. Katie would often read Streams in the Desert, which usually has a single sentence from the Bible as kind of a daily reflection. She would then open up to that chapter to read that passage in context, and what you find is that she was struck by other verses in the chapter, Mark chapter 9 in this case, and wrote those out as a part of her uh, meditation as well. Then she goes on to write a verse from Acts 14, verses 22 and 23. They returned, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, and saying, We must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And Katie simply notes this, We want the miracles of Acts, but not the trials. Prayer plus fasting. That will be, by the way, a hint for what is to come later in March. 1 Peter 4.12 Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I know that you're going to find what Katie wrote to be true in your own life, that evil never surrenders its grasp without a tremendous fight, but thanks be to God that he strengthens us for it. 